Welcome to today's show, Strategic Insights Radio, brought to you by Sterling Rose Consulting Corp. Sterling Rose Consulting Corp. is a full-service business consulting firm that provides business plan creation and review, marketing plans, website design and branding, marketing implementation, process automation, accounting, custom Zoho CRM design and implementation, and business technology strategy consulting and implementation. The host of today's show is Jennifer Powell. Thank you. So today we're going to talk a little bit about what's happened this year. I know a lot of businesses out there, small businesses, large companies, just businesses in general and people in general have had to change their entire lives around business and take a lot of things where it was a lot of in-person and a lot of uh, networking in person, a lot of marketing in person to literally taking it online. And not just the marketing part, but all interaction online. In some places in LA is still online. Here in Georgia, not quite as much. There is still a lot more in person, but things have changed here, here as well. And a lot of businesses have altered and, and actually gotten rid of their places of business in are taking all of their employees online. So today I want to talk a little bit about how COVID and just the world has changed the entire business models to effectively turn into and promote their businesses differently. So one of the things we're going to talk about, and I know Mike is loving the idea that he's, he's my guest today. <laughs> uh, you pulled me in again. You roped me in again. <laughs> yes, but... Um, this we're is, looking behind the curtain with our businesses once again. Yes, we are. And his business especially, I mean, Gwinnett Business Radio X, this is a business that started a number of years ago and in, in a field that people weren't really familiar with, with a form of digital marketing in podcasting, that now podcasting is an everyday word that's used. People utilize it on their phones. It, there are podcasts on series radio. You can listen to it in your car. You can listen to it from every form of medium that you have. And it's not something that people have to look up to figure out what it is. It's something that's just expected. Podcasting was already on the rise and, you know, me meteoric gro growth. What's, what's the word? Medi meteoric? <laughs> meteoric growth, yeah. Meteoric growth. Um, but even more so with COVID because people were looking for things to do. They couldn't go anywhere. And uh, listenership across all podcast platforms uh, just uh, exploded during COVID. Yeah, and the numbers. Is exploding still. The numbers have been ridiculously different. And it's not just on the podcasting from just talking about business or talking about a specific theme. I mean, it's every form for podcasting. They're, they're promoting everything through podcasts now. So it's, it's not just... A, people picking out the idea of a show they're they're promoting their entire business that way through different kinds of podcasts which has been kind of interesting because I've, I've had recently I've had a lot of my companies having to you know alter what they're doing and figure out how to stay alive realistically uh, because it's not a, a traditional business setting at all money is different people's different trying to attract clientele is different you have to change. I have clients who are restaurants all the way to hospitality, to theaters, to artists, to, to merchandisers, to businesses and corporations and manufacturers, and even transportation companies. Everything has had to change, including the doctors that I've had. 
So it, it's been a very large shift that I've had to work with these clients and figuring out now what do I do? And the reality of the situation is that no one knows if we'll ever go back to the way we were, and I doubt we will. The new normal, that's the, the big term these days. Yeah. So what is the new normal going to look like? That's just it. I don't know if anybody really knows what the new normal is going to look like. I think it's going to be a hybrid of what we currently are doing. I believe that we are going to be implementing a lot. We're going to keep implementing things like podcasting and going digital on more things. I believe that more things are going to be Zoom related and there'll be a lot more tele telemedicine. There'll be a lot more telecommuting than there was in the past. There'll be a lot more conferences online. I do believe they're going to move back to certain things in person. But I think they're going to limit how much and how often things are going to be done in person. I think things are going to scale down a little. Things are going to be a little bit different. I believe that uh, masks are not going to go away. <laughs> that that's something that's probably going to stay. Um, I believe that social gatherings are going to be very different. And there's going to be a lot more caution around people. It's not going to be as easy to network in, in a group because people don't aren't going to touch. They aren't going to go up to strangers because they don't know where they've been or who they are. Well, some of it, too, is just people doing what they should have been doing all along, washing their hands. I agree with Not that. going places when they're not feeling well. You know, people would force themselves, I don't feel well, but I still got to go to work. Today, we're er erring on the side of caution. It, this is the way it should have been anyway. In, I agree. In the pendu you know, the, the pendulum will, is that the right word? Pandemic. I, <laughs> not the pandemic. Oh, the, pendu the, yeah, the pendulum. pendulum. Well, you know, it usually swings too far one way, but it's starting to come back now the other way. Agreed. And the, the irony, right, is that now that everybody is washing their hands so much and covering their, their faces, numbers are down for things like red, uh, pink eye and, and the flu and the common cold. All of a sudden, those numbers are way down. Like pneumonia is way down. <laughs> So things that are communicable diseases are actually down. Um, but there's still the widespread of COVID. And then with the flu coming up, they don't know what it's going to be like this fall. Are there certain industries that you work with or in, in general that you think may never recover? Yes. I mean, I, 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 I ran into someone at a networking event recently, and she owns a travel agency, and I hadn't really even thought about it. She, she's been killed. I mean, her whole yeah. business is just dying. Okay, travel agencies, one of two things on travel agencies. Actually, um, I've wor I work with a couple of travel agencies now, and what we did was shift them from international travel to domestic staycations. So we did a major marketing focus on being able to drive within your own state and go to more secluded areas. So she's putting packages together, the groups that I'm doing, are putting packages together in their own areas that are at secluded areas for families so they're really marketing on get out of the house take a drive stay in a in a house or a place that is specifically um out of the way there you're where you're not really doing things and then doing things like she's added things like scavenger hunts to it and put packages together to make things more lively and more family friendly and, and just really focusing on that but the ones that are cruise-related or international-related, cruises aren't running. They're not going to run till next year. Some of those cruise lines are never going to come back. Hmm. Well, think about it. They've had to pay for port fees, pay for staff on them, keep them running this entire time, 
with nobody on them since March. And they're not allowed to go on until next year. So cruises, some of the small guys that were just starting out probably won't be back because there's just no way. That, I mean, they'd have to raise prices beyond what people would be willing to pay next year. Um, the other ones that you're going to see that are, a lot of places are going to close are concert halls. Because think about it. Um, they can't have anybody in them. Or the vendors that were inside of concert halls or athletic buildings. Because even though things like the NFL are playing, right, for the most part, <laughs> there's n- nobody sitting in the stands. So there's nobody buying beer. There's nobody buying food or tchotchkes or any of the things that would normally be bought by these vendors that spend millions of dollars to buy the spot within the stadiums. The other people, interestingly enough, that aren't going to survive are valet companies. Nobody can car valet. You can't go into somebody else's car. <laughs> you forget about those guys. COVID, it's social distancing. You're not supposed to. There's a very limited number of valet companies that are still in business right now. And there's going to be a lot of mom and pop restaurants that just aren't going to make it. And there's a lot of retail stores that are closing. As you might have heard, JCPenney's is gone. Steinmart is gone. Lord & Taylor is gone. Pier 1 is gone. Sears still around? Sears is a barely around. (laughs) Well, Sears has a lot of appliance sales. Remember that they do a lot of online appliance sales still. So it's it's a weird situation with them. As far as the clothing retail side, I don't know, but they kind of have a a foothold in in providing a certain marketplace the appliances. Companies that reach out to you during this time Mm -hmm. um, that are looking for guidance and help and business consulting and business plans and all the things that Sterling Rose Consulting Mm -hmm. performs. Are you finding that more and more businesses these days are digital type businesses, less restaurants, less customer interaction type, you know, in-person businesses? I mean, have, have you seen your clientele change over the last year? Interestingly enough, no. I st- I've actually had a lot of the same. The difference is that they're just approaching it differently. They're not doing bigger scale projects. A lot of them are starting out smaller. A lot are going into multi-use properties. Um, so if they're going into a restaurant, they're actually doing a restaurant that also has living space above it and retail around it. So they're doing different things that are, are diversifying what they're doing rather than just focusing on a really large scale build out of a restaurant. A lot of the medical institutions are looking at um, a whole division of telemedicine providing. So it's not just these large scale healthcare institutions that they're building with multi-room areas. They're doing like a couple of rooms and then they're doing a whole telemedicine division within them. So a lot of the same but literally just a whole different approach at doing it so it's been kind of interesting even the hotels that i work with instead of doing more rooms where they would normally do they're scaling down on the rooms and making them more boutique and more amenities less rooms yeah the and the word that you hear is pivot yeah and, and everybody's doing it they're, they're looking at things under a magnifying glass and, and changing things have you had a change You've had to do your business. So we were. I mean, I'm assuming a lot less in person meetings, obviously, because a lot of your work is consultation. 
Ours, yes and no. So interestingly enough, as you know, my business has always been a little bit different. We're doing a lot less outward sponsorship and branding and a lot, and we aren't attending networking events like we were before. Some online networking, um, but very little in person. Um, but the, as far as my business from the get go, we, we, I created a totally different business model for our, my own organization, whereas we tried to have an office for a little while and no one ever came anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> I had dropped an office years ago and then I tried having it one more time when we got bigger mm-hmm. and I dropped it when I got sick last year. Uh, so the reality is it, the office ever, never actually worked that model for my company. Most of my staff always telecommuted or went to a client's office anyway. And now the clients really don't want us there. So all we do is telecommute to be the most part. Um, so for my business, it was always set up from a, uh, a technology standpoint. We were always set up to be able to provide that service, right? And service our clients properly without ever seeing them or meeting them. So I have clients, that's why it always worked that I have clients all over the world, not just here in the U.S. Uh, or in Georgia for that matter, because I was able to service them wherever they were because I, between the phone, the cell phone, hangout, whatever, WhatsApp, whatever, wherever they were, whatever it made sense, including Zoom, and join me, I probably have every kind of site imaginable that allows me to stream live web video mm-hmm. and have since the beginning. So that's why I came and worked with you so early on, too, was because everything I did was digital. And you know that from when we met our first clients that came up from Columbia. (laughs) Uh, My clients are from all over the world. (laughs) Yep. And so... Technology allows you to do that. Exactly. And we've all... I've always believed that technology is good and bad like everything else. You know, there's a bad thing on it. Sometimes my stuff doesn't get to the people it's supposed to get to. Even though I've sent it a few times, <laughs> but <laughs> but there's but, a story behind. Yes, that there comment. is. Okay. <laughs> but at the same time, um, you know, there's always a good and bad in technology. But overall, it has made it easier to widen the overall visibility of my organization and my clients' organizations, and your organization for that matter. Um, it allows you to really get in front of people who wouldn't otherwise be able to be in the area that you're at. And so on my company, did we pivot on certain things? Yes. Um, I had set goals this year and, and did my strategic plan based on a normal year, right? I didn't do aggressive growth. I was actually conservative on it. Um, no one knew we were going to quarantine. It did hit at a certain point where literally I couldn't functionally do the things for the businesses a lot of businesses held off they didn't pay bills or they just held on for a a couple of months to figure out if they were ever going to open again or if they how they were going to do things so there was a period of time where we slowed down quite a bit and it got a little scary there Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and but overall um my company really hasn't had to change too much. I mean, I made sure I scaled down on a lot of things, scaled down on a lot of marketing that we would have normally done, uh, and just shifted our focus more to online marketing. Were you able to get any of the help from PPP, or did you not even want that help? Uh, I did, actually. Um, I did get a PPP. Um, I have three offices, so I had to 
<laughs> really pay attention to that and keep my employees in. I was lucky I didn't have to l remove any of my employees. I was also lucky that I had very good clients who stayed on board with me, even though there was a number of them that, you know, I didn't grow the way I needed to grow to, to serve, service all the clients that I had, that I needed to keep the employees I had. So the PPP was a good um, breath that I needed, <laughs> I'd say. But uh, they didn't give me quite that much money. <laughs> Let's start there. And even though everybody I, says that, though, well, <laughs> everybody who got some PPP help said, oh, it's not what I needed. It wasn't. And also, I was accepted on the PPP in the first round in March. OK, I didn't get my money till the end of May. <laughs> so I was lucky that I still had clients coming in. And that I, unlike a lot of the, the other in-person companies that had like uh, for restaurants and things like that, if they had to wait that many months to get anything, they, they had to remove their employees. They had to furlough everybody. I, I ended up not paying myself or a couple other people agreed on the management staff not to be paid, stayed on board. And so we could pay the staff. And then went back to actually getting paid. But Welcome to Business Ownership 101. Oh, that's the way it is. You always pay everybody first. Yep. And so, but I made it work and we did not have to remove any employees. And actually, we've added on two additional employees since. So, that, that you know, we're starting to go in the other direction as well. And we're really bringing on some really solid clients. People are really happy with our work. And... Um, we did end up doing a few other things that made it work and shift a few of the, the focuses that we had. But overall, we you know my business. I always shift focus slightly every year anyway. <laughs> but um, because you, you got to grow. As a company, you can't be stagnant. You've got to shift your focuses every year slightly to work with whatever trend is happening within that year. And so... Um, we ended up having to shift a little bit more than we normally do, but right. <laughs> I think everybody had to shift that way. But as far as, as far as the PPP goes, yeah, we ended up getting a PPP. Um, it did help for the short period of time that it was worth. And, um, I, but that was the only aid that we actually got at all. Uh, we got no EIDL. We didn't get uh, the, the free money grant that came that way. <laughs> Nothing else came our direction. Gotcha. <laughs> so, you're listening to Jennifer Powell, and she is the uh, CEO and owner of Sterling Rose Consulting Corp here in uh, Gwinnett County, Georgia. And uh, let me ask you this as we're talking about doing business in these times. Yeah. Is there a silver lining somewhere in all of this? Has this helped? If anything, maybe it's, it's a lot of business owners have had to, have had to, have to, have had to take a, a serious look at their bottom line, a serious look at where they're spending their money. Uh, maybe in areas where they weren't paying attention earlier, they're now paying a little bit more attention. But has there been a silver lining, if you will, in, in everything that's happened in 2020? Yes, there has actually. There's been a whole new um, educational change in business. So a lot of times, a lot of small businesses, they had this great idea, but they have no business background and they've got no money at all to start it, right? So you had a lot of people leveraging themselves to the hilt without actually knowing what they were doing a lot of that stopped that's actually a good thing it's not a bad thing so the companies that are coming to the table the new businesses that are starting are with people who are more educated in the business process have money in the bank and are, are going to be able to sustain and not close their first year because they run out of capital so there's a lot of things that are shifting in regards to small business entrepreneurship
There's also a lot more education going on. A lot of the people who are getting into businesses are truly educating themselves on the truth behind being a business owner. Because <laughs> a lot of people go into business and be like, I can make a cake. Great. <laughs> and now I can do it on my own time. I don't have to worry about talking to a boss. Yeah. You and I both know every single person that is now a client of yours is your boss. In working hours, yeah, that's right. You can make your own hours. You can now work 24-7. <laughs> Because that's what you're going to have to do mm -hmm. if you have the business. And if something goes wrong, it's your fault no matter what. <laughs> well, the, the strength went back to the customer where now mm -hmm. they have a lot more say-so because they're even more valuable than they ever, ever have before. been. Yeah. So uh, it, it, there's a lot of things that are, are changing in regards to that. So the answer to that is yes, there's a big shift in who I'm seeing coming to the table and business in general. That things are cleaning up a lot and a lot it's people more, are a little bit more cautious with their money and they have it more more people have their ducks in a row yeah uh, because of what's happened there's also there was for a period of time that i've been in and i've had this company now seven years already can you believe that almost eight years um and in that eight years and in the 20 years i've been doing this um uh, it became there was series series of times where people thought that putting a strategy together <laughs> Uh, figuring out what you're going to do for the next couple of years was stupid. People didn't do it. And now they're back to actually putting things down. And I understood why that, that became a trend, especially because if you think about it from, from an athletic standpoint, right? We've got, you know, you talk about football just coming back to, to life. Not one single football player goes out there without training. They have an entire plan put together before they step foot on a Monday night football game or Thursday or Saturday, their coaches run through every play with them. Why do you think business is any different? Right. Still going to have a playbook. You still have to have a playbook. And in your case, a business plan. Yes. Well, strategy, a strategy plan, a business plan, a marketing plan. Things have to be thought out and you have to have goals. You have to have a direction. You have to figure out where you are going and where you, how to get to where you wanna be. Because when things like a worldwide pandemic hit, you're <laughs> then in at least better shape than yeah, you I mean, normally be. Admittedly, a pandemic is not a normal thing to hit, <laughs> but, but it's not something that is outlandishly, because the reality is, I, if you look back since the 80s, or even before that, there were shows coming out on television about what would happen if a pandemic hit. I mean, do you remember the show Outbreak that happened in the 80s with the monkey? I, I was too, no, I, I was watching Buck Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> Missed that. Well, it was, it actually was a movie called Outbreak and it, it actually had a great cast, um, but they talked about a pandemic, the first pandemic in the United States and what would happen. And so it. So were they close? Ironically, they were. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you, it's not something that didn't know it, there was a possibility to happen. We we've had that possibility in the past. We've had SARS that shut down ports. Sure. We've had the flu come through. That's been S awful. Nothing like this, admittedly. Nothing no, to had this. Swine flu, bird flu, all that. But we have. Yeah, we've had it all. We have, and we've had. E. coli and Ebola. I mean, it's it, across the board. We've had all different kinds of things, but it's never been this widespread, this dangerous, and uh, admittedly, this easy to catch. Yeah, to be honest, it's crazy. 
All right. Well, Jennifer, as we get close to the end of the program, yeah. are there any you know parting words or things you want people to take away from everything you've talked about today as far as doing business during these unusual times? Yes. It is now October. And if you have not started looking at what you're going to do next year, you really need to start figuring that out. You really need to start looking at your strategy from a financial standpoint, a marketing standpoint, distribution, vendors, partnerships, and even products and service standpoint, as well as your personnel. You need to figure all that out now. And you've really got to buffer in for the possibility of things changing. And admittedly, with the election too this year, there's a lot of things that are going to probably change good or you know, either way, whatever whatever happens after November. Yeah, COVID's going to disappear right after the election. You know that. <laughs> I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> but uh, with that said, there's going to be a lot of things that are going to be good, bad, different change from from a electoral standpoint, too. Um, but there's also going to be a lot of things that are going to go on from just a business standpoint and all the different things that we had to put into effect there's been a lot of changes so if you go to a restaurant there's now plexiglass up in different seating yeah. arrangements you have to wear masks we, we have plexiglass here in the studio if, yeah. you, if you ever want it <laughs> the, uh, and also the new normal the new normal right the other new normal is there's an increased amount of money that you have to allocate in your strategy now for cleaning supplies yeah and that's a cost Realistically, also for testing, there is a cost to that. You have to test your employees. I mean, that's just the way it is. Those are the norm now. Yeah. And so looking at your, your whole entire financial structure is going to change a bit. You've got to look at your technology costs. You have to look at time off for people at different times, depending on if schools closed or not closed. There's just other things that have to be added in and it's a really time now even though it seems early to some people that you really have to look at what your next year is going to be and right now is a good time to, to start that process if you haven't already started well this is what you do at sterling rose consulting corp you open people's eyes <laughs> uh, for those business people that would like to reach out to you and, and talk to you about help whether it's a business plan or consultation or uh, administration, all the things that you do, accounting, bookkeeping, whatever the, uh, we, we talked, you heard it in the open of the show. Uh, how, what's the best way to reach out to you? What's the website where they can check up on you? Things like that. So you can come to sterlingroseconsultingcorp.com or you can come to actually strategic radio insights, radio.com, which we actually have a website for the show now as well. Um, we, we, you can also call me directly at 470-202-8659 or go to info at sterlingroseconsultingcorp.com. And if you go to Strategic Insights, uh, or excuse me, at sterlingroseconsultingcorp.com, you can actually uh, book a time right on this website or contact any of my employees as well through the site as well. And you can do uh, virtual meetings and virtual conversations. Yes, we can. And depending on the situation, there might be a chance that we'll meet in person. <laughs> well, well uh, one step at a time here. Hold your, hold your horses there. All right. Well, well, Jennifer, thank you very much. Thank you. for us. Jennifer Powell, CEO, owner of Sterling Rose Consulting Corp here in Gwinnett County, Georgia. We want to thank you, our listeners, for joining us here. This has been Strategic Insights Radio on Business Radio X. Mm -hmm.